You're going to hate me for this, but here we go. Okay. You ever get the feeling that everything in America is completely fucked up? You know that feeling that the whole country is like one inch away from saying, that's it, forget it. Let's see. Thanks, Mr. Uh, now look, here's a house full of bees. Like you think the honey badger cares? It doesn't give a shit. Listen, let's get one thing hmm? straight. Price is right. Guns don't kill people. Ah, Uh, the remix. You know, I got a lot on my plate these days, <laughs> and the days have been long. Yeah? I don't need to come home and hear shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you love it. <laughs> As if that song wasn't bad enough, someone went and did a remix. Dude, that remix is badass. <laughs> it's bad, for sure. It is not. It is good. It hurt my soul a little bit. Well, uh, if you can't hurt your soul... Every once in a while, are you sure you have one? That's a decent point. Right? So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you Here for we go. that. Glad we're back in agreement. I never felt so alive. <laughs> uh, you got any funny thing to, anything, anything funny to say? Uh, no, I've been in pure hibernation for about a week. Because uh, for those of you not here in California, I am uh, existing in a perpetual episode of Blade Runner where it just rains 24 hours a day and you can't do anything. And my yard is flooded. My job site is flooded. Everywhere I want to go is flooded. The streets are flooded. <laughs> and uh, it, I finally snapped yesterday. Usually in our line of work, well, you just you work around it, whatever. You know, you work in the rain usually. Mm-hmm. For uh, I finally, I think they uh, refer to this as SAD, Seasonal Affective Disorder. Mm-hmm. I think I had it yesterday. I just woke up and I... It's a real thing. I walked up to my back door in my bedroom and I pulled the curtain open and I just went, fuck. <laughs> just put the curtain back and laid back on my bed. I just happened to be in a spot. I have other side stuff I could be doing, but just I keep thinking like we'll get back to our job and uh, we're just... that just happens to be in this spot. Usually we plan around it, but we just kind of got caught. You know, we didn't, weren't expecting the winter that we're having right now. And uh, yeah, this drought is been seriously wet this winter yeah so much so that uh gavin newsom is considering easing back some of the drought restrictions i don't yeah. know if you read that so yeah always looking out for the little guy totally who uses less than 10 percent of water usage in the state thank you exactly yeah it's got to be pretty wet for that fucktard to actually consider easing restrictions mm-hmm. i mean that guy lives his life for restrictions yes 
all he's about is restrictions. Goes for pretty much everyone in government. Yeah, but, uh, but that he, guy's especially he exceeds bad. the bar. Yeah, <laughs> so for him to let up restrictions, it must be bad. He's probably suffering from sads himself. That could be it. That could yeah. be it. Not that he's spending much time probably in Northern California. I'm sure he's quite happy in DC his- most of the time, <laughs> as it turns out. Yeah, for, I can't figure out why though. That's very odd. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. He must just uh, must be helping Biden with his uh, upcoming presidential campaign. Yeah, which ever, now they're saying that President Biden is saying that he might run again. And as we always say in this podcast, like hey, Biden might think he's running again. I'm afraid God has other plans for him. <laughs> if you've seen any of the latest videos of him talking, Biden's been saying that uh, he's been consistent since like point. 40, the forties. <laughs> yeah, if you think about it. Uh, on seasonal affected disorder, it yeah. it's a real thing. Like, after a while of not seeing the sun, I get, like, mm-hmm. angry. Yeah. Upset. Angrier, I should say. Right. Well, and I think it makes it, me wonder. Go ahead. Well, I, my belief is that this, much like many um, pseudo-mental disorders, is that it, they exist on a spectrum. And if you are prone to just the slightest little thing, setting your uh, entire life existence into upheaval, something like the weather will do that fairly soon. And then for people that are fairly well adjusted, I mean, myself, you're, you, clearly, <laughs> yes, is after, you know, four straight months, you're like, okay, okay, it's, it's, it's finally wearing on me at this point. It has to make you wonder about people that live in Seattle. Yeah, highest per capita of serial killers in the U.S. Right? Not a coincidence. No. I mean, for you to be able to tolerate no sunshine for a long yeah. period of time, um, I think means that you're a little bit off. You're a little different than the rest of the right. population. Yeah. And Seattle is just a, like a step away from where we are here. Right. Think about the people that live inside yeah. the Arctic circle. Is there a lot of people living up there? There are. Are they? I mean, there are people. I mean, assuming it exists. In Alaska. Go ahead. <laughs> people that live inside the Arctic circle in Alaska experience six months of darkness. Jesus. That was going to be the name of my goth album. Six Months of Darkness? Yeah. Never picked out a name for the actual project. But I knew someone that where I grew up, where we grew up, Humboldt County, a lot of people that I knew would leave for Alaska and work on a fishing boat for a couple months, make all their money for the year, and come back. And they were a little, a little unhinged to begin with, but they would come back like, holy shit, dude, there are some crazy people up there. And then you have those people, and you condense that population onto a fishing boat where there's nothing yeah. for months at a time. Yeah, I heard some wild stories. You get back to Humboldt, and you're like, oh, oh the tropics. the weather. <laughs> <laughs> Sunshine is fabulous. It only rains 10 months out of the year. <laughs> All right, so uh, <clears throat> got a little bit of this for you. Okay. Our goals are to hit dingers. Disgrace the pitcher's family. Make the other families, other players cry. <laughs> and stomp their butts into the ground. Does everyone understand that? I'm going to get into a, a, word, a, a word or sentence uh, feud. And if your dad has said, oh, it doesn't matter whether you win or lose, just as long as you have fun, well, I hate to say it, your dad's a loser. All right, this would be the sports segment. Correct. Okay. Uh, 
I don't know if you recall, but a while back I made a prediction. Is this where you fill out our uh, March Madness brackets? Yeah. Uh, nice. If I were you, I'd wait till the tournament was over. Okay. Make it much easier for you. Nice, nice. But uh, wouldn't hurt to start now. Cool. cool. Um, I made a prediction a while back that the NHL would no longer exist after 10 years. Right. Well, apparently, the NHL, along with Tucker Carlson and Glenn Beck, uh, listened to the podcast. <laughs> Here we go again. Because. Bunch of con artists. <laughs> They are dropping Pride Night. Oh, really? Yes. Due to much uh, pressure from fans. Interesting. Yep. They're looking at canceling the Pride Night celebrations. Um, there's been a lot of backlash. So. Was the, the origin of this, did it begin with that, guy, that Russian guy that refused to wear the Pride jersey, and then all the New York Rangers, and then more and more players? Uh, once they saw that said NHL player's jersey was selling out yeah. <laughs> online, would that have anything to do with it? I think so. This is a... This is nothing, right? This is not a like a big story. No. But think about this. In the midst of all of the woke shit being shoved down our throats every single day, and companies paying bribe money to organizations like Black Lives Matter so that they don't get attacked by the woke mm. mob in this climate of zero tolerance for alternative ideas to the mainstream ideas. That's fair. Um, you have a organization like the NHL kind of taking an unpopular position. If they, if they do end up t- canceling pride night, is that an unpopular position though? Because if they well, are, so let's, so let's, how so you let, define okay, okay, let's say this though. Let's say this is that sports before anything else is a TV show. Everything is a TV show for money. It's a business. Everything is a TV show. Right. Everything is a TV show. <laughs> what we're doing right now is a TV show. <laughs> exactly. None of this exists. Uh, which you can watch at uh, YouTube. YouTube. And Go. now Rumble. And Rumble. Liberty well. Tree on Rumble. Yep. Um, leave that five star review. We will read it on the air. Yes, is at I, this point I'll read your one star review. I, just, <laughs> <laughs> I don't really care. I'm not convinced that the reviews do much. No. So go ahead. I don't care. No, and leave gonna, a one star review. We're gonna be kicked oh, off YouTube anyway. So doesn't matter. By the way, okay. uh, sorry to yep. interrupt myself and you. Um, <clears throat> I have to do a little uh, tutorial for Kiki right here. Okay, if you want to give us a review. On what is this app called? Uh, the green one that your phone, plays the music. <laughs> uh, Spotify. Yes, thank you. Spotify. Yeah. Uh, go to Liberty Tree podcast and go to the page uh, that is the at the top. Scroll with your use your thumb, move it in a downward motion. You explain this yes. to your grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> At the top, you will see a picture of Matt and myself and the words Liberty Tree. Underneath that, there are three dots. Press those three dots and bam, rate the show. Nice. All right. This is quickly becoming our uh, house cleaning episode. I did that uh, by request, so sorry. Uh, In case you're wondering how to leave us a five-star review or a one-star, we don't really care. Um, so, okay, let me go back to so, something stood out to what you were talking about. I just happened to be reading and listening to a podcast about this because they were talking about oh. ESPN and how ESPN's 
uh, ratings are plummeting. Okay. Um, Go on. This is interesting to me. Which usually sports, I kind of tune out, but they're talking about it within the context of woke culture, which is something I'm very interested in. Mm -hmm. And they're saying, well, what their job is to make money. And what the, the discussion was about is that the people carrying the torch, doing the screaming and pounding on their keyboards are like a fringe, but they're the loudest voices. Correct. So that's how these CEOs and I guess, because they're talking about the trajectory that Disney had and Disney just started going broke. Yeah. And so now they're like unwokeifying. And I found out Disney owns ESPN, which I did not know that. Yeah. And so ESPN did the, was on the same trajectory because they made sure they're, you know, they're doing like top 10 highlights of, uh, of the week. And it would be like a, a women's softball team somewhere in like Arizona, like the number one spot, like catching a, you know, a basic ground ball and throwing it to first base. And then the next one would be this highlight of LeBron James, like dumping, dunking over all these people to win the world championship or whatever. And so I was like, what, who, who is this for? Like, who is, who thought that is, is the greatest highlight that I've seen all week? Not to disparage women's softball players. I actually have no feelings on them whatsoever. I don't know if, you know, jump in right now if you do i'm for him okay me too not the movement but as am i'm agreeing with you but they're talking about <clears throat> that at some point someone realizes i mean if as they're as a business model and they're there to make money and to put butts in seats and to put eyes on television screens is they go like well our ratings are plummeting like obviously this this is directly mirrored to our like woke agenda yep and so i think um when you say it's unpopular for the NHL, maybe they're the ones the ones like I, this is stupid. We're not we're not going to do this. Like we're here to make money. We're here to gain viewers. Okay. By unpopular, I guess I meant it's it's risky within the cultural zeitgeist. Correct. Yeah, they're that is true. They're taking a stand against right. the the n- mainstream narrative. Yeah. that you have to be woke, and they're saying they're not really taking a stand. They're just saying like. Hey, hey guys, uh, like we don't want to lose everything, so right. we're gonna maybe just kind of backpedal this a little bit, yeah. you know. And of course, that'll be seen as being obviously white supremacy is taking hold of the leadership <laughs> of the NHL. Well, the thing that we always talk about though is when the the cancel mob comes after you, which we've had, you know, a very light experience with. Mm-hmm. But when we when we see that is the people that we listen to that, you know, the people like the podcasters that we listen to or the shows that we like, uh, some of the news agencies, I mean, fucking bands, even comedians, very much comedians is you put all play all that stuff out. Look how it played out. And the people that just went like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to apologize. It was a joke. I'm not going to apologize for making a joke. So fuck off. Dave Chappelle. Like, no, Adam Kroll, Adam Kroll. Yeah. Like not only that, but I'm going to double down. Like I'm going to do, you know, Dave Chappelle, did new specials mostly about making fun of trans yeah. people. And Adam Carolla talks about, no, I didn't do blackface. Yeah. I dressed up as Mr. T, who is black. Right. I dressed up like him. Yeah. It's different from blackface. Blackface now, was Justin Trudeau thing. did blackface. <laughs> yes, look at the <laughs> video. Which, 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 which character are you right now? I'm just saying kind red of general. Lips and the <laughs> <laughs> Ralph Northam, Virginia, did blackface. Yes. Yes, you can find those photos online. And you, but you watch it because we always talk about the the notion of the cancel culture and the mob coming after you. It's they're not interested in your apology because they don't believe in what you're saying. They weren't offended. No one was offended. Is what they want you to do is to bend the knee. Yeah. Because the minute we we call it, it's like smelling blood in the water. You're like, okay, like 
I you know sincerely apologize from the bottom of my heart. Blah blah blah. Like we fuck, we got you, motherfucker. Yeah. And like you're you're never coming back. You're never going to appease these people. That's how much no, it's like works. being in and a, the people that go. You know the Louis C.K.s and the Joe Rogans and the Adam Carollas and you know what I mean and the Dave Chappelle's mm-hmm. and just go like, the NHL. Now I'm like, no, I'm not going to apologize for that. Yeah, right. It's go like, well, we're going to move on to because these people are bullies. They're looking for easy prey. Right. And if you bend the knee, like you're fucking done. You're the guy that didn't fight back your freshman year. Like, exactly. oh, man, you're gonna have a rough year. You go, you get locked into the the gulag <laughs> your first night, and they want to make you confess. You can confess, but it's not gonna make your experience. You're still there. going to the gulag. <laughs> <laughs> They're not gonna let you go home. Get this guy a blanket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take his kids home. He's sorry. Yeah. Oh. Oh, no, he admits he is an uh, enemy of the state. Sir, our mistake. Please, <laughs> yes, go sorry back to sorry your comfortable that. life with your Boy, wife. Boy, we are just red-faced about this. Yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> we are just black-faced. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I think that uh, I hesitate to say that we're seeing a, a turning point because it s- seems to me like the ex- the extreme ultra- uh, wingnut left mm-hmm. knows no shame, Marxist, and no bounds right. to what they're willing to do. Um, there's no, they, there, there's no shame. There's no bounds with it because there is no ending point. That's how Marxism works. Right. There's no ultimate goal. No. The goal is destruction. It's to destroy what's already there. Like that's that's the model of Marxism, and that's why it doesn't work. Take a look at what happened in Tennessee this week. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to go deep into this. Neither do I. I know you don't either. Um, but here all along the right has been saying, no, we only want guns to, for self-defense, to defend ourselves against psychos and against the government that Mm -hmm. might become a tyrannical government. That's the reason we have guns. We don't want guns because we're trying to go kill people. Yeah, but look, guns kill all these people. Yeah, but that's not the, yes, you can use guns, you can use cars, you can use bombs. That's not why we think guns are essential for people to have. Guns are for defending our rights, our freedoms, our personal property. And this thing happens in Tennessee, and everyone on the radical left is saying, we need guns to go kill people on the right. It's like, no, that's, that's what you said we were saying. We weren't saying that. You, you said we were saying that. You're, not, you're saying that. You can't say that. You said that we were saying that. We, this isn't fair. So now, like, now we have to add to my, we're going to call my list of cultural 180s when the left becomes a big pharma, pro big pharma and pro military industrial complex and now like pro staunch Second Amendment supporters for self defense. It's so oh, ridiculous. It's like, it's like being a smart child of a dumb parent because they, they control everything, right? <laughs> they, they, That's well put. They control, like your parents do, yeah. they control the media, they control the government, they control the police, they control uh, the schools, they, they control everything around you, just the way that your parents control you as a child, Yeah. right? But you're this smart child, and your parents are like, oh, you better not uh, keep saying those bad words, or Santa's not going to bring you any presents this Christmas. And, and you're like, like a 16-year-old like, Mensa I, student, yeah, I, I'm like, oh, boy. I know Santa doesn't exist. <laughs> oh, he does, and if you're still a bad boy, he's not. You're like, okay, whatever. And then Christmas comes along, and there's fucking presents under the tree from Santa. And you're like, 
I know that you said, first of all, you said I was a bad boy and I wasn't going to get any presents and you gave me the fucking presents. Hey, to thanks me, for that. I know Santa doesn't exist. Stop the fucking charade. <laughs> uh, glad we could bring some brevity to that yeah. awful situation. <laughs> our, uh, our next interview is taking place uh, Saturday. Yeah. On uh, April 1st, the uh, Trans Day of Vengeance. <laughs> Is that real? The they, trans, trans Day of Vengeance? We'll, find, we'll see. I mean, I, I assume everything is, is just AI generated. What do you mean by real? Is there really a, a Trans Day of Vengeance? There's a flyer. Is the flyer real? Is the event real? Is what I'm I don't think we know until it happens. Where is it happening? DC. Interesting. I posted on Instagram. So didn't they just storm the Capitol in Tennessee today? Did they? They did. Really? Yes. Who did? Uh, LGBTQ plus. That's what I'm saying. You stormed, did the bad thing. Stormed the Capitol. You did the bad thing, and now you're acting if like the, the videos I saw are correct. Oh my god, dude! I yeah. wish I knew more about that. Yeah. Um, I kept hearing that anyone on Twitter who posted the that flyer <clears throat> would get banned from Twitter or from Instagram for ban uh, for I guess posting the flyer the trans day of vengeance yes what's the trans day of vengeance do you want me to pull up the flyer for you uh, I've seen it I know okay I, I know it's on there just for the details sure it's uh trans day of vengeance stop trans genocide the only thing that stood out to me is I said wear a mask <laughs> I know. Well, for COVID. <laughs> Not to hide your identity. Um, do you take your phone, by the way? <laughs> Wear a mask, but take your phone with you. Make sure it's fully charged and turned on. Do not wrap it in foil before you put it in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, assemble at SCOTUS, the Supreme Court. Wear a mask, bring a buddy. And there's contact uh, info on here, actually. Dang. That's interesting. Is there a number? No. Oh, too bad. Twitter handle. Get him on the podcast. <laughs> um, they, uh, what, what kind of mask do I have to wear to this event? We're, we're thinking about flying out. <laughs> I'm bringing my Jason mask. Um, where was I going with that? Uh, anyways, oh, so I, I was, I heard that if you posted it, you'd get kicked off of Twitter. Huh. I heard Andy No got kicked off for posting it. Really? Now we don't have a lot of followers on Twitter. Yeah, I think I've, I think you have to be on their radar, and someone yeah. like Andy No is on. Like they, one hundred percent. They check every single one of us. They're looking to kick him off as much as they can. Yeah, yeah. totally. Ironically, now that Elon Musk has taken over, that yeah, a journalist like Andy No. Well, who knows? Anyways, I posted it, and uh, no one kicked me off anything. So I don't know. Is it real? We'll find out. Yeah, it looked real to me. Let's find out on uh, April 1st. It could be a big April Fool's joke. What could go wrong? <laughs> Actually, you bring up a good point because um, I was listening to a podcast. God dang it. I can't remember who hosted this, but it was a guy because we have poked some fun at the people that got sucked into the Fed honey trap, you know, known as January 6th. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, which one? This is okay. This is interesting is that. To poke fun at people is on January 6th, I was getting texts from my lefty friends, like, what are your people doing? Like, explain this to me. I was like, 
I don't I have no idea what you're talking about. We've talked about this on previous episodes. They're like, it's a bunch of like Trump supporters. I'm like, I didn't vote for Trump. Why are you texting me this? I'm like, it looks like a bunch of people like meandering around the Capitol. I'm always saying, like, I don't what's the big deal? Like who what? Why are you in this weird outrage panic? And then when I saw the LG, you know, whatever BBQ. <laughs> yes. Storm the Capitol in Tennessee today. <clears throat> I'm like, you know what? If I was a little petty bitch, I would start texting those people back. Like, what are your fucking people doing? Explain this to me. I'm not friends with these people. So I need you to, ex- you, you know, you're their mouthpiece. You need to explain their behavior to me. We need to be That's more. How I felt doing. We, we need, need to, to be, be more petty. petty. Yeah. More, I, more bitchy. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. They're if really gonna, winning. In if that we're going to get this thing off the ground, we got to really like dial down the intellect, stop being so righteous and just be kind of bitches about everything. Mm-hmm. Just pure outrage all the time. Well, according to the Daily Mail, it was gun control activists who stormed Tennessee State Capitol. Gun control. Yeah. Huh. Which I don't... Maybe uh, I had it entirely wrong. The headline here... Definitely saw some videos that were attributed to the LGBTQ community or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't think we're really... uh, this is a little too... Maybe we shouldn't go in depth on this one. <laughs> this is a little too breaking news for Liberty Tree Podcast. Uh, give us two weeks and we'll uh, yeah, circle yeah. back. On yeah. <laughs> and we will you know, very easily have connected to Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum and the CBDC. So you know, just you guys sit on your hands just here for a couple of weeks. All right. So I, I got a couple of things that I wanted to go over um, with you just like that we're kind of building up and... Uh, just fun stuff. I don't have a real big, deep topic to go over today. Cool. Which is good because this has been a long week. <laughs> yes, know? it has. A long week of rain. Can't be, can't be Deagle 365. <laughs> People <laughs> get exhausted. I, uh, do you know who uh, Sam Cedar is? Uh, yeah, I, I definitely know the name. He's on that show, The Majority Report. Okay. Like a lefty like yeah. talk show. It's the fucking worst. Is it? God. I Somebody, s- or maybe I just saw it on, yeah, something popped up on Instagram of the uh, Between Two Ferns mm-hmm. um, that had, with Zach Galifianakis that yeah. had Hillary Clinton on. Did you see that? I have, I have seen it a long time ago. I've seen several episodes of that show. It's pretty genius it's he's so funny he is it i almost feel like he could get killed for this the one the episode he did with bradley cooper was one of the funniest things i've ever seen oh really because they did he did a joke about carrot top uh-huh and or bradley cooper go, he was poking fun at carrot like i guess you know take my career otherwise you know what i'm gonna end up like carrot top and he had carrot top walk behind him like checking his phone <laughs> Zach goes like what's up carrot he's like Hey, Zach, what's going on, man? And he walked off the screen. <laughs> Bradley Cooper goes, what's that fucking Carrot Top? <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think wins in a fight between Bradley Cooper and Carrot Top? Have you seen Carrot Top these days? He looks pretty shredded. He's fucking jacked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you ever hear... He has like a shredded face. Yeah. You know? did, like... did you ever hear Carrot Top? I think he was on Joe Rogan. No, really? Yeah. I could have listened <clears> to that episode. And um, it was pretty damn interesting. Because he's one of those guys that realize, like, I, I am who I am. Yeah. Not like that. that's his actual true personality, but right. here's what they want. It's like Redneck Comedy Jam. It's like a Jeff, a Jeff Foxworthy. Right. And it's like you watch interviews with those guys, like, 
He's pretty intelligent. Or like a Gallagher, maybe. Exactly. Yeah, well, okay, not let me step up from Gallagher. Well, I don't know. Like if you're Gallagher, like what do you do? Do you know Gallagher Stop smashing sold fruit? the rights to his act to his brother? No. Yeah. I might have that wrong too. It was also part of the LGBTQ community. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just making shit up this point. His brother's not named Brian Kenny Fresno, is he? No. Okay. No. Um Caretop. Caretop. Yeah, he has a residence in Vegas, uh, in Vegas, right? And which anyone that knows, like Celine Dion, has a residence yeah. in Vegas. I'll take one. Yeah, like he's making hundreds of millions of dollars, and he goes, "Okay, I mean, why would why would I take this deal?" And I go out and I, he kind of ma- makes lighthearted fun of his act. He's like, "I don't suffer. It's just middle of the road kind of comedy." comedy he's like i think that just make you know dumb jokes at like everyone so it's the same thing they talk about with like late night hosts i was like oh how come these guys you know like a jay leno is the one they always talk about was everyone all those comedians talk about him like he was he's like dude he was a killer this boston killer like just you you know we put him in the same sentence as like a bill hicks and then he gets this late night job and just makes these like cheesy Mm-hmm. jokes he goes yeah he's still a killer he goes out into the spots and people are like dude he's so hilarious yeah but he goes like yeah it's, no i just i have this job and i do my job they're not going to get you know i'm making jokes about like the you know jfk being killed by the cia like i can't do that on late right. night tv look at bob saget bob saget dude if you ever ever hear his comedy some videos it's, it's, oh my <laughs> you showed that to me i remember a long time ago and he's it was like Fucked up, yeah. Like, like really, got, you're like fucked up. Holy, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? There's something that people love <clears throat> about integrity, and if you have it, people will forgive a lot of your sins. Mm-hmm. Um, you you hear it in music, like when you hear, even if it's cheesy music, if you or music you might not necessarily identify with. If there's integrity to it, mm-hmm. there's something likable yeah. about it. You're like, I believe this guy. I don't love this music, but I believe that he believes what he's saying in this song. Right. He's not just a produced act that some uh, record producer threw together with a couple of studio musicians and made this act out of nowhere. Right? Yeah. When you see that, you can smell it a mile away. Like I've always said, we're all human lie detectors. You could tell when someone's not being authentic. And so when you hear a guy like Carrot Top on Joe Rogan, I'm presuming, mm-hmm. just say, like, look, I'm just doing, I'm doing what I do, and I'm doing it the best I can. Right. Like, people fucking love that. Yeah. I bet his Vegas show blew up after. Oh, I'm sure it did. After him going on. Not that he needed the help. Sounds like no, the I, dude's yeah. been killing it for years. Yeah. So anyways, uh, back to our boy here, Zach Galifianakis. Here is um, the time that he had... <laughs> He had Hillary Clinton on. I'm like kind of surprised, like she hasn't murdered him for this. God. I don't think so. What's going to be the number one focus of your presidency? Oh, Zach, it has to be the economy. We need more good jobs with rising incomes. We got to make the economy work for everybody, not just those we at need the top. To take, we need to take a break. We just need to have a word from our sponsor. Washington is broken. The truth is, too many politicians are totally controlled by special interests and lobbyists. We're going to make America great again. I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message. He approves the message. (laughs) Why would you play a commercial for my opponent in the middle of our interview? He paid me in stakes. 
I'd be afraid to eat them if I were you. It's a good cut of meat. I think it's part of the asshole. Well, this has been a lot of fun, Mrs. Clinton. We should stay in touch. What's the best way to reach you? Email? <laughs> Holy shit, that's genius. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, this came out, whatever, six, seven years Scrubbed ago. Scrubbed it how? Like with a cloth? <laughs> um, and so, <clears throat> I, for some reason, keep coming across these Sam Cedar mm-hmm. uh, things on YouTube. And it's, I try to watch it to get like good content for the podcast, but it's just so cringeworthy. And he's so dumb that I can't really take, I didn't mean to call him dumb right there. I didn't want to actually, um, I, I don't care about him as much as just this. You know how you always say like your friends will tell you that the left has a monopoly on comedy. <laughs> that that has been said. Yeah, <laughs> yes. it's like, what are you talking about? You know, right. but, but the left is fine. The re- the right can't be funny, and the opposite to me is is true. Like, yeah, everything that the left thinks is funny, the right does better. Like my response is always, you mean the people that are banning comedians? <laughs> well, it's like that part of the spectrum. Honesty is what makes comedy edgy and funny. Yeah. And great. That's why Bill Hicks, George Carlin, and all those guys that really like showed all full lefties light. too, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. They shone light on what was actually going on and, and told you because the culture was story. controlled by the right at that time. Correct. Right. And and maybe at that time they were they were right that the the left was funny and the right wasn't because they were they were able to poke fun at right. the dominant culture. Yeah. Right. For but sure. that's not the case today. Not so much. Yeah. Well, no, it's an inverse of what already happened, is the culture is controlled by the left, the zeitgeist is controlled by the left, and so you have all these people that are like edgy all of a sudden, Yes, that are all way more on the right, or at least poking fun of what's going on. And that's not to say either that that wouldn't reverse someday down the road where the the right was in power, and then, yeah. All we are doing is merely crashing from guardrail to guardrail as a culture, (laughs) and enjoy that sweet spot in the middle, last for maybe like a decade, and then... Buckle in for the guardrail crash. It's it's never going to stop. That's just how society and culture works, at least as far as I understand history. Yeah, and I don't I don't know what a society would look like that uh, didn't have was monolithic. It's just like here we are, and we just we remain in this static and, entity. And then maybe the, the two extremes on the right would have equal claim to comedy chops, right and left. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't know what the alternative looks like, but. Anyways, here's Sam Cedar's take on uh, that same interview. Here is um, here is Hillary Clinton on uh, Zach Galifianakis's "Between Two Ferns," and um, I think this is actually Obama's funnier in a a thing like this. But I thought this was actually one of her better moments. It was, well, this moment was great. Chelsea, uh, your daughter, and Ivanka Trump, Trump's daughter, are friends. Uh, does Ivanka ever call Chelsea, you know, to talk about boys that might have crushes on her, like her dad? I don't think so. <laughs> Can I just be vindicated by this stuff enough? <laughs> 
it's 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 funny because it's not it's funny like the deer joke. <laughs> it's just like that's not funny. I, I that's why it's I funny. That's why it's so funny. Oh, I I thought you said you didn't want a joke. Okay, I did. Now I'm laughing. Wow. Uh, the only thing I'm surprised by this is that people like this always say, listen, I have a great sense of humor. Okay. <laughs> that being said, they kind of really demonize saying a joke that they didn't appreciate. I love comedy. Trust me. But yeah, I don't know. I don't get it, man. That was uh, just confusing to me. I know. It's like, and look at the look on his face too. Like, ah, that Hillary. And what I always talk about when we go through, you know, listening to people like this is always, I just have in my prefrontal cortex, I run it through like, we don't want to go camping with this person. Two seconds in, it's like, this guy looks fucking miserable around the campfire. <laughs> I would not sit, want to sit here and listen to this guy. All right. Uh, James texted us an article. Okay. That was pretty hilarious. I mean, you look at it and think, did James Photoshop this? This can't be real. Uh-huh. Right? It was from the New York Times, and the headline says, global greening sounds good. In the long run, it's terrible. Okay. And as you know, um, the climate change stuff is a little bit of a... Uh, Reoccurring theme. Yeah. Bit of a, bit of a hobby horse. If you will. Mm-hmm. I've got to take out that fucking click thanks track. For, thanks for keeping it in the click track. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Send me a text right now that I take out the click track. Gotcha. I'll put it on the board here. Okay. Um, all right. So I'm going to read... I'm going to read through this article. Um, fuck! I've reached the limit of my articles. <laughs> Yeah, this is going to happen. Um, you know what I've so what, noticed? One is- thing we had talked about, I was actually talking to some buddies today at lunch, and we're talking about climate change and carbon footprints and carbon output. And <clears throat> I had to kind of semi-qualify what I was saying because I was giving a different subject, which we are going to tackle next week, so I'm not going to give up the ghost on that one. But we, what we had talked about is that, listen, I'm not anti-climate. I'm not anti-planet. I'm, I, I cherish, I mean, if it, I, How I would you be, I would li- be Satan. I would, anti those yes, two things. I would live in the woods right now. I'm directly connected to the environment as a hunter, as a fisherman, as an outdoorsman, as someone that, you know, his entire family lives in a very, very rural spot my whole one side of my whole family are dairy farmers. Like they depend very much on the environment. And I hate being painted into a corner much like when we go like, listen, I'm not a Trump supporter, but that being said, you know, I have a great sense of humor. That being said is the, where we get skeptical is like, because, you know, if we live, you know, as the way I often talk about the tribal binary, like if you say anything about, if you question anything about the climate change, if you poke fun at Greta Thunberg or, you know what I mean, or you question these environmental policies or you go like, 
uh, all electric cars by 2030 in California. That's fucking ridiculous. Like that's, that's, you're going to devastate the economy. I mean, and you're just creating an exodus of people just to leave here. You know what I mean? Which is already happening by the way. What do we add a net loss of 800,000 people last year in California of people just leaving. And those are not, you know, those are high income, high earner people. They're people with businesses. There's people like with their retirements, no, people like, we care about. Be, yes. People that contributed <laughs> to the society. Like, well, I'm out of here. Good luck to you is with the climate, the, the, the recurring theme, as we talk about that always comes up that why that we are always so skeptical. Or we're always asking questions is it just seems like when you're talking about COVID or you're talking about the climate or you're talking about, you know, fighting misinformation or fighting domestic terrorism, every solution is exactly the same. And that's been a through line through this podcast. And that's why we always bring this up, right? Is that why is every solution is behavior modification, which it always is, and an intrusion of your privacy and in a, in a top-down centralized authoritarian control. That's the three most common, like every single solution that you guys propose is those three things. Whatever the problem is, that those three things are always a solution every time. So as it pertains to the, the climate, the climate change, you know, we're going to fight the climate. Is or we're It's almost as if change. they've come up with the solution ahead of time, Matt. Problem, action, solution. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's a very simple template that we apply to all these things. And as far as it, you know, when we talk about fighting climate change and the behavior modification, just whenever you hear these things, think of these things. They want you to stop eating meat. They want you out of your cars. They want you in a smaller house. They want you using less energy, particularly gas, natural gas. They want you in California. They want you to use an electric stove. It's the same solution every time. And that's when you need to get skeptical. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to say – the. Uh, I won't actually go through the whole article. The problem with this article, what I hate about this article, is that it it made me realize that it's now allowable to lie to people in the, in the New York Times and any other newspaper. Now, as long well, <clears throat> this is the rule. <laughs> yes, you can give a bold faced lie as long as you do it in the headline. Ah, okay, and not in the article. Very nice. Okay, so. Global greening sounds good. In the long run, it's terrible. Nowhere in this article does he actually back that up and how terrible it is. Sounds consistent. So at every, you know, at every junction in the, in the article, when he goes on to a new topic, he has a new kind of headline. Yeah. Right? So um, <clears throat> in, uh, because more carbon dioxide is in the air, plants are uh, able to... Thriving. Thrive, right? Right. So they have more. Uh, they create more photosynthesis. They they have more. They get bigger. They they use less water, which is great yep. if you're you know in an arid area. Um, and then uh, so he says, uh, more photosynthesis doesn't mean more food. And then he follows that up. That's the headline of the next right. section, right? Yes, now we get far more food from each acre of farmland than we did a century ago, but extra carbon dioxide only accounts for a small fraction of the increase. A 30% increase in photosynthesis does not translate into a 30% increase in strawberries off the land. I don't think anyone claimed it, it did. <laughs> what kind of a fucking moron would have to think that that was the case? Right? And this, this doctor that... What, what do they call that? 
is that a straw man argument? There's a there's a couple different names as far as uh, like logical fallacies. Thinking. Yeah, logical fallacies. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, but logical fallacies is broken into either seven or nine, thirteen. There's a bunch. Uh, yeah, into several different categories. But that's one. You're you are tweaking the conversation by answering a, by answering a question that was never asked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's kind of, uh, might be along the lines of begging a question. Begging the question, yeah. Um, okay, then they go on. Uh, extra carbon dioxide can make plants less nutritious. <laughs> really? If that's your issue, let's look at big ag. And then I was the just going to say. The food compass. So, yeah, as more carbon no one, dioxide. You go, go, hey, buddy, no one eats real food anymore, so you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, anymore. exactly. We're all eating Cheetos, so what the fuck difference does it make? Which is on top of the food compass, by the way. <laughs> food compass, that was the one that we, was it. Figure that out. Was we were trying to figure out. <laughs> uh, more plants won't prevent climate change. No one's saying they will. Um, that's another headline. Uh, okay, so, but hang on. We got to talk about that. Okay. Climate change. <clears throat> We throw that term around all the time, and it's like, oh, it's the biggest evil. It's the end. It's an existential disaster. It's not a problem at all. I'm not worried about it. No one ever quantifies what that actually means. It's such an ambiguous and abstract term that no one really – I mean, taken literally, it means, well, the climate changes. Yeah, I agree. No one does that. It always will. Always has and always will. No, 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 Matt. You don't understand. The way the climate is now – or. 20 years ago, mm-hmm. was the exact right climate. That was the right climate. Any climate other than that climate is the wrong climate. So we cannot have climate change because, well, not God, but um, Gaia made the climate exactly right. And we, if it changes, is, that's our fault. And, is and, Gaia Al Gore's DMT name? <laughs> Where did you get that from? <laughs> yeah. No, that's exactly what it is. It has to be any climate change is wrong, and you should feel guilty for it. So the doctor that is quoted in this, uh, and he's a PhD doctor. Like Jill Biden? Like Jill Biden, exactly. <laughs> um, he was quoted by a Wall Street Journal article, and this article is actually a response to that article. Um, because this guy, was he's an ecology expert mm-hmm. which if you're i looked up what like it entails a, an ecology degree yeah it's basically like a um, climate change degree <laughs> yeah okay? it's not a biology right. degree. for example you're not learning how plants grow yeah and all the the details of microbiology and chemistry and all that stuff you're learning like public policy mm-hmm. and equity and uh, fucking just well, bullshit world like, global leader in the making right there exactly right so um, this, this Dr. Campbell, this guy says, uh, the reason why more plants won't, um, prevent climate change is because plants do this thing called respiration. Okay. I'm familiar with the concept. <laughs> so at nighttime, plants expel carbon dioxide. Mm-hmm. They don't bring it in like they do in the daytime. Right. And so... This guy, I hope I find the exact quote because it's fucking ridiculous. Um, oh, yeah. So this guy says, plants are quietly scrubbing the air of one China's worth of carbon. So basically, plants take care of 25% of the world's uh, carbon. Mm-hmm. They That's 
the, the carbon dioxide that goes into the air, 25% of that is absorbed by plants. Okay. The other 75% does other things. Okay. It's absorbed by, it's dealt with in other ways. Okay. Right? So plants are quietly scrubbing the air of one China's worth of carbon. What frightens me is knowing that this can't go on forever. <laughs> okay. Based on, it can't? Like, it's gone on for 4.7 <laughs> billion years, but, okay. Uh, if respiration catches up with photosynthesis, this huge carbon reservoir could spill back into our air. There's a wild card out there. So Wait, can, can, can I ask you something? And maybe... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna play the part as is the dipshit the guy that doesn't look into this right. But that's me too, by the way. It didn't. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, so plants take care of 25 percent of the world's carbon, or one China every night, yeah, or whatever on yeah. a on a nightly basis, every, every period of time, right? And more carbon in the atmosphere is creating more plants. But what he's talking about right now is that we are basically under-weaponized with our plants to scrub the carbon out of the atmosphere. Doesn't his statement... No. No? What he's saying... Yeah, so as the carbon increases, the plants increase. And so Mm -hmm. we we stay at this 25% mark, no matter what. Okay. So the more carbon we produce, the more plants we produce, and it stays 25%. The plants deal with 25%. No matter how much carbon's in the air, the plants are dealing with 25%. What's he's a, what he's afraid of is that this process, this biological process that plants go through at nighttime, where, because, so there is actually some studies that, that people have looked into. What happens to, <laughs> well... <laughs> I just thought about if you had drug me through this whole 30-minute thing to, to turn it into at the end... Um, that we need to get rid of daylight savings time. <laughs> it's like, man, fucking well played, dude. <laughs> wow, we can we can we can dub that in later. We, that's going in for sure. <laughs> okay. Um, so people have looked into what happens to plants when they're under a lot of carbon dioxide load. Mm-hmm. They used to think that plants uh, dealt with it even better. Mm-hmm. Like their respiration levels went down, and respiration is again the process where plants stop sucking in carbon dioxide and they end up expelling carbon dioxide. Well, turns out every plant acts differently. They don't really know. Sometimes so different parts of a plant act differently. The roots expel more carbon dioxide, but the leaves suck in more carbon dioxide. They don't really know. Yeah. What this guy's afraid of is that as we which is increase a, which, is a, which is a part of that statement to fixate on by the way. As the plants, as we increase the amount of carbon dioxide in the environment, that all of a sudden plants are going to stop absorbing carbon dioxide. We're full. And start <laughs> expelling full. it. It's like, dude, like, so this whole article is like the reason that the, he's able to lie in the beginning and say that it's, a, it's terrible that we might, that we have, uh, a, in the long run, it's terrible. Global greening sounds good. In the long run, it's terrible. Is because there's this slight chance. It makes that this scary. guy who's not a biologist thinks that plants might totally change the way that they do things, and instead of sucking in carbon dioxide, they're going to expel it. But how many people actually read this article, clicked on all the links, looked into all the shit, and realized that this Carl Zimmer, who wrote this article, is full of shit? Fucking... It's just, it pisses me off that well, whatever. And everything pisses me off. <laughs> Who am I kidding? Pregnazone. <laughs> Dude, by the way, I am not feeling very well today. Hold on a sec. I'm going <laughs> to yeah, get no me. Shit. Hold on. Um, All right. Cheers. Ding. I can, I can envision. 
the um, climate zealots that I know, which I still think they secretly listen. And thanks, guys. Leave a review, yeah. please. Go to Patreon. But uh, they're just pounding their fist into a table right now. Well, call in. Give us a call. Well, we're not live, so I guess I wouldn't. I wouldn't re- oh, by the way, um, shifting gears drastically. Have you been paying attention to the TikTok ban? Yes, I have looked at that. Have you read it? I have. So has Mike Gordon. Which is our lawyer. He's our attorney. That's right, bitches. We got a lawyer. Yeah. Uh, would you it's, be interested in, yes. in hearing what he has to say about yes, it? Yes, absolutely. All right, well, let me play a couple of clips. This, this is so much more important than people realize. Anything we've talked is, about tonight. We, <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Forever. All right, welcome to another episode of Liberty Tree. Let's get started. Let's <laughs> start the show. Is uh, I understand the bare bones of this because uh, I was skipping around a lot and I was taking in so much information. And the information I was taking in the beginning... Because what we knew of as TikTok is <clears throat> a, basically a Chinese tech company just stealing everybody's fucking information. And you can buy it, you can look at videos online about the way they harvest and what they do with your information. I mean, it is borderline criminal. And we would talk about this, so like, don't have TikTok on your phone, don't have TikTok on your phone. No. And in typical fucking bureaucratic, authoritarian, heavy, like global psychopath, <laughs> you know, style, everyone's like, all right, dude, we have, uh, let's not let this crisis go to waste. Like, there's this demonization of TikTok. And so they're like, we're going to ban TikTok. And all these people on the, these dolts on the right go, yeah, let's do it. Because, you know, we don't like China. And you look into the wording of legislation. I'm to China. <laughs> you look in the wording of the legislation, which it sounds like that Mike did. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. This is a bad, bad, bad thing if this legislation goes through. Let me kick off these videos uh, that are about to show okay. with uh, this little bit of uh, wisdom from Andy Griffith. Okay. Sent to us <laughs> sent to us from Phil. Again. <laughs> the boy would be happier your way or mine. Why not let him decide? No, I'm afraid it don't work that way. You can't let a young one decide for himself. He'll grab it the first flashy thing with shiny ribbons on it. Then when he finds out there's a hook in it, it's too late. Wrong ideas come packaged with so much glitter, it's hard to convince them that other things might be better in the long run. And all a parent can do is say, wait, trust me, and try to keep temptation away. Who's to say? That's a pretty perfect clip to play right there. Right? As far as this subject goes. If you don't think TikTok is good for you and your family, then fucking don't, don't download, download it. it. All right? Yep. And if you think it's hurting your kids, then you're doing a shit job as a parent letting them be on it. Right. Okay? The second you know something's hurting your kids, you should smack that out of their hand. Yeah. If you catch them in the lip on the way by, if it's you've okay. Already, blood if is, you have already let your kid be on TikTok, I mean, depending on the age, I'm sure there's some kind of delineation here. But, yeah. Okay. Maybe second... second you know, think twice about that. Yes. Right? It's, uh, frankly, I, I think that Chris Moreno and his chick, the way that they... His wife. His wife. The way that, um, who we love dearly and is going to... Obviously. ...be here soon <laughs> on the podcast. They're coming, uh, and that's our next guest after... Easter Sunday. Game, yeah. Yep. Um, the way that they... And they'll correct me if I'm wrong about this, but the way that they uh, 
handled the internet in their house was they just didn't let their kids have access to it. Yeah. And I think their kids are, I don't know if they have access to it now, but they're, uh, I want to say 15 and 13. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> it was unpopular. It was an unpopular decision for them not to be on their, have internet on their phones. Yeah. But they didn't give a shit. And frankly, I mean, what harm is going to come from them not having the internet on their phone? Yeah. A little bit of unpopularity versus the total devastation of one of them. I'm not even going to say it out loud, but the the, the worst possibilities that come from exposure to social media. And we all know what that is. It's really, really bad for kids. There is a very bizarre balance that um, all of us parents have to try to tightrope across is that um, you don't want your kid to be left out as far as his peers and what his friend group is doing. But at the same time, his, we look at, like you want to deprive your kid of the internet? It's like, well, no, I want to deprive my kid of the skyrocketing rates of depression and anxiety and, I hate to say it, suicide that we are seeing in children today. Yeah. It's like I'm, you know, and you can't children, you can't shield your children forever, of course. But I mean, God dang, do you have to try the best that you can? So yeah. So now, as far as the, you know, the rest of the complaints about TikTok, well, it's it's the Chinese government spying on Americans, stealing their data. Like, okay, I'm pretty but, sure that's but, but happening. Google's not. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> happening on all social media. I, dude, I thought that was weird because when I heard that was the this was. A year ago, maybe, when you started hearing people talk about TikTok and uh, they were reading the terms of service and they're like, you know, they have access to your camera, to every keystroke that you had. They can sell your information, every email, you know, like everything. I just go like, that's not already happening. I'm pretty sure that was already happening. All right. So with that in mind, here's uh, Senator Josh Hawley arguing in favor of this legislature to ban TikTok. In this last week... We learned, uh, we conf- or should say, we confirmed from the testimony of the TikTok CEO that TikTok has the ability to track Americans' data, to track Americans' location, to track Americans' personal lives, whether they want it to or not. What am I talking about? Well, TikTok tracks your keystrokes. Now think about that for a second. It's not just the videos you may upload if you have the app on your phone. It's not just the videos that you watch. It's the keystrokes that you enter, and not just while you are on the app. Oh, no. It tracks your keystrokes all the time. I just got to say, he's watched a little too much of... Law uh, and Order. I was going to say, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. He's got the Jimmy Stewart thing down, doesn't he? Seem like Jimmy Stewart. He has... A draw. I'm going to be president one day, written all over him. What you're texting, what you're emailing, it tracks your contact list. Up to control congressman, and I saw three of them in his room the day I went up to see him. Senator, you sir, I will not yield. It reads your phone list. We believe, based on independent third-party analysis, that it can get into email, and it does this whether or not the user consents. In fact, there's no way to turn it off. Americans are subject to this ongoing data collection at all hours of the day and night even if they've got TikTok turned off on their phone. What else have we learned? Well, that TikTok is monitoring the location of Americans. It's not just your keystrokes. 
It's your location data. Where are you right now? What is it that you are doing? Where are you moving to? Are you in a car? Are you in a building? What floor are you on? TikTok can use the settings of your phone to track exactly where Americans are. And we know that they've been doing this. TikTok has been gathering this data, not just on American citizens, but also on American journalists. We know that they are able to see what journalists are saying, to see where journalists are going. New re whistleblower revelations have showed that TikTok has spied on... Can I, can I ask a question here? Is uh, Maybe this is... Um you know, some of the most like naive, out of touch people also kind of seem to be a little more cued into the organic origins of like social phenomenons. Hmm. Uh, I give you Ted Kaczynski. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> or you and me. <laughs> <laughs> Is what percentage, everything that he's describing here about TikTok, and TikTok is evil. Yeah. Which he, everything he's saying is. Hundred percent correct. It is correct. I mean, we're, we're not we're not trying to refute what he's saying. No, he's but what, a great sales pitch for but, not having TikTok on your phone, right? But what percentage of people hear that and are also not simultaneously aware that, like, did you not think Google's doing that and Apple and Instagram and Facebook? That this has been going on. It's the Chinese, now, Matt. TikTok it's the Chinese spying on you. TikTok might have leveled up a little bit. And good job, you know, as far as free market principles. <laughs> but I mean, to when I see everyone on board, full force, like unipropaganda uh, outrage, I go like, okay, bipartisan. Yeah, where's this coming from? Where's this coming from? And it, it just seems a little ridiculous to me that like, uh, who, who, from which, from which people are you extracting outrage? They're like, I can't, ooh, like, what, oh, my God, they're, like, reading my emails and looking at my text messages. Yeah. And, like, uh, that's been, as we always say, when services are given to you for free, which is every app and your phone even, which is probably, you know, giving to you at a price that is, they can much easily uh, charge much more money for sure. it. You, know, you could buy it. Is they make all these things, the point being, they make all these things so easily attainable for you, even for free with all the apps. They're like, because you're the product, you're the commodity that's being bought and sold, and that's something that we talk about all the time on this podcast. What he's playing on, though, is that, but it's China doing it to you. Those are American companies <laughs> spying on you using your data. And are American they? government? <laughs> are they? Well, <clears throat> I mean, that is a great point. And then I'm, I'm going to play a clip from Rand okay. Paul after this, who's a fucking hero. Okay, on this topic, but. What's the difference between an American company and a Chinese company? How much ownership by Chinese nationals does it have to be to be a Chinese company? Right. What if 5% of the people are in the Communist Party? Does that make it, you know, if that's the case, I'm pretty sure all of the tech companies in Silicon Valley are Chinese national right. companies. So, anyways. And, and, you when get we, the point and, this. and, and also for people, like, this is entry level, this shit. But when we say, well, so what? It's a private it's a private Chinese company. There are no private giant companies in China. Right. Every company is controlled by the CCP. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty easy to look up. Think of it like That's how communism works, by the way. Yeah. Which they I mean, have our a, companies are not that much different. No. Our my my fucking house. I was gonna say my construction business is controlled. I have to go through the government for every permit I pull. Everything I do has to have a permit, except for very, very few things. Yeah. Every contract 
that I have is illegal unless I have a license from the government. We are controlled by our government as well. It's way worse in China. But well, put it on, put it on the same level that is uh, a closer analogy to what we're looking at now because we're talking about TikTok, a tech company, and their relationship with the Chinese Communist Party. Right? You can or cannot believe that it is true. But when people say there was, I don't know what, three, four years ago around the time of the election, we're talking about, well, Facebook uh, censored all the stories about the the Hunter Biden laptop story and as well as Instagram and as well as Twitter. And they shut down the website of the nation's longest running newspaper, which would be the New York Post, which is the people mm-hmm. that broke the, the, broke the um the story. Mm-hmm. And then we talk about, you know, everyone on the left going like, well, they're a private company. They can do what you want. They're a private company. They can do what you want. Number one, apropos not much, but I go like, uh, you, that's definitely not the what you were saying during the uh, the bakery. You didn't want to make a cake for a gay wedding. So fuck right off. <laughs> You're full of shit right off the bat. But as far as them being a private company versus possibly utility, it's like when they are directly colluding with the FBI, which they were, that's what the Twitter leaks were about, that that makes them no longer a private company. They have become a public company. But if you're not a good boy, Santa's not going to bring you any presents, Matt. <laughs> there is no fucking Santa Claus. I'm 16 years old. <laughs> uh, here's Rand Paul. Good, good callback. The one would be the First Amendment to the Constitution. Speech is protected whether you like it or not. The second reason would be is that the Constitution actually prohibits bills of attainder. You're not allowed to have a specific bill against a person or a company. The vice president of FreedomWorks, John Tamney, perhaps described this situation best. Nauseating harassment of TikTok presumes Americans will be saved from Chinese authoritarianism if U.S. politicians act like Chinese authoritarians. We're going to be saved from speech if we ban it in our country. My goodness, could we think of anything more antithetical to the freedom of speech? Throughout the 20th century, millions of people were fed communist propaganda every day for their entire lives. And when the regimes collapsed, the people celebrated. They danced on the Berlin Wall and on the grave of communism. Have faith, have faith that our Americans are smart enough to hear bad ideas and reject those ideas. Have faith that our desire for freedom is strong enough to survive a few dance videos. Have some faith in freedom. We don't ban things that are unpopular in the United States. Our Constitution even allows a Communist Party. The previous speaker said, and I quote, I love this no part. First Amendment carve-out <laughs> for communists. Well, actually, there is. In our society, you can be a communist. I don't advocate it. I think it's a terrible idea. And almost no Americans choose it. But there's a communist party here. We actually had a former CIA director who said he voted for the communist candidate in 1976. Someone I don't advise you would appoint to be the head of your CIA. But this is a free country. You can <laughs> Great have street. terrible ideas and you can broadcast them. That's Such what a great point. speech is about. It's not about saying, oh, you know, I love Mother Teresa. It's not about saying things uncontroversial. It's about the ability to say things that people don't like. There's a novel concept. <laughs> Let's give Mike a call and uh, see what he has to say after reading the bill. Sure. Mike Gordon, our attorney. 
All right. This is Mike. Hey, Mike. What's up? Hey, man. How you doing? What's up, Mike? All right. Hey, Kelly. What's going on? Hey, so we were just talking about the, uh, what are they calling it? The Restrict Act? They're calling it the Restrict Act, and that's the Senate version. The House version is called the Data Act. Uh, there's a lot of similarities, but some differences, but uh, mainly the Restrict Act's the one that I was going over, and it is a nightmare. So when I originally... Before we uh, move on, let's just clarify that. Yeah. Mike, you're a lawyer, correct? <laughs> uh, I, I, I am, and I stayed at a Holiday Inn last night. <laughs> good, good. All right, all right. Trouble with the lady, huh? That's all right, we don't have to get into it. <laughs> um, so when this first came on our radar... And you know it's funny, like restrict act. It's uh, much like the any act, any bill, anything that Congress comes up with. They name it the opposite of what it is, the Patriot Act. And the restrict act has nothing to do. All it's restricting is our rights. It's not restricting Congress. Which, if there was a restrict act that restricted the power of the government, we'd all be for it, right? But. That's not what this is. Anyways, when I when this first came to my attention, Did you guys I, ever looked into the Pelosi Act? No. <laughs> I, Mike, did you did look that into that? Was brilliant. Yeah, it was. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> okay, go ahead and talk to him. I'm going to look it up. It's it's hilarious. So when this uh, when this first came to our attention, I sent you a a text of uh, somebody had screenshotted. I must have been a Twitter post that said most people are not ready for this. Not even anons. Meaning people on uh, QAnon. So I don't want to. So, so not not QAnon, but uh, so just to pay off what we're talking about, the the Pelosi Act is S uh, S fifty eight, preventing elected leaders from owning securities and investments act. Oh <laughs> wow! Yes, <laughs> well named. <laughs> Very nice. Okay, okay. Go ahead. so uh, most people are not ready for this. Not even anons, meaning people on four chan. I assume the new S six eight six bill. And this is just one sentence pulled out of the bill. Quote, minimum 20-year sentence plus $250,000 fine for using a VPN access to banned apps. So I, I was alarmed by that, and I sent it to you, Mike. And your initial reaction was like, well, you know, you, you, had, you had kind of briefly looked into the, the wording on the app and, I mean, on the, uh, on the bill. And you said, you know, it's, it's not really meant to go after private citizens. It doesn't really seem like it's, you know, all that bad. But... Since then, you you read the whole bill, and you told me that it's uh, well. I think you just said it that it's it's a nightmare. Is that right? Yep, yep. Well, and, and originally the line you sent me, what I I actually went to that portion, and you know, like anything, I guarantee you, you could give me any bill in Congress or any law that's been written out there, and I will be able to go in there and pick out one sentence. That will make it look left in one sentence. I could pull out and make it look right. So right. anytime I see anything like that, the first thing I say is, "Well, you've got to read the whole section." It's easy to cherry the pick. Whole bill. It's easy to cherry pick the the parts that you want out of it to make it look good or bad, right? Exactly. Yeah. But what this did, I, I I read the section right around it, and it didn't look like it was pointing at individuals as much. 
then I read the entire thing, which, I mean, give me an award for that because uh, <laughs> besides being boring. Well, you, uh, you, you've already done more than people in Congress, so congratulations. <laughs> so, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it, the prime example, did you see the news on Lindsey Graham today? No. He's a co-sponsor of this, and he came out and said he was against it. And they actually, I think it was either, uh, who was it? It was Tucker or it was one of the news guys. Is this the legislative equivalent of him telling people he's not gay? Gamma, <laughs> 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 both ways, bud. <laughs> well done, sir. <laughs> well, what, it basically, what it basically showed was he didn't even know what was in a, a, a bill that he was a co-sponsor of. Okay, so similar to Obamacare. Go on, go on. Yep. Interesting. So, anyway, read through it. I pulled out a bunch of stuff that just really hit me upside the head. Uh, so I wanted to kind of relate that. If I, if I get a little long-winded, just let me know. But a few things. First off, uh, this is under the Secretary of Commerce. Uh, not the right. Secretary of State. A lot of people think was were thinking this was under Secretary of State. Secretary of Commerce basically uh, oversees the U.S. Department of Commerce, and his goals are American leadership in business, uh, job creation, economic, and national security. That area, uh, you know, the uh, Secretary of State basically is chief foreign advisor to the president and works on the State Department. So this is under commerce, which is interesting to begin with. Uh, secondly, the way they start putting out the words of, okay, the holdings, and when they're talking about holdings, they're talking about the ownership in these businesses. So a control holding is that a foreign entity has the ability to make decisions within an entity. So that basically means anything coming out of China. If you live in China, you are subservient to the CCP. We were just talking I, about this. Just the way it is. Right. I don't care what anybody says, how they look at it. I dealt with the Chinese Communist Party back in the days. I was in telecom and high tech. We shipped equipment over there for a trade show. It disappeared, and all of a sudden, a couple of years later, they're making the same damn switch that we have. Yeah, we were just talking about that earlier, that they, they have a very, very – China as basically an amazing success story of, you know, of an emerging nation, I guess, becoming, uh, you know, basically one of the world's superpowers, is that they have run this very interesting kind of never-tried-before model – of complete authoritarian communism, but with a hybrid model of the free market. So and by that, by what I mean, well, it's, by the it's hybrid- not so much a free market. They choose the winners and losers. Yeah. But what, it, Which, what sadly we do the same thing. I mean, we do it uh, a little more uh, subtly, whereas they just basically will pick the people to do it. And we we're, also, we're just talking is, about that as well. Yeah. They pick the people that will basically then turn around and, you know, kiss their ass. So that's what you're dealing with there. So what you're looking for here is they're looking for either a a foreign adversary or someone subject to the jurisdiction of a foreign adversary. Sounds like, okay, we're just going after the foreigners here. The only problem with that is what do there, there's no real definition in here of ownership or voting right. power or 
could they just basically have a contract to say, we're going to manage this? They could, could be, be a 5%. Be they could be a 1% owner and you could deem them. Actually, they could be a 1% owner and you could deem them a foreign adversary or much like in the Patriot Act. Couldn't they just say, well, you're, you're a foreign adversary, even though you're an American citizen, you're uh, acting contrary to the interests of the United States government, and therefore you're a foreign adversary. Or domestic, exactly. domestic terrorist, same thing. Yep. 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 So there's no so, bounds. I mean, Basically, that's, it's written to say that there are no bounds on who they can regulate with this yep. legislation. Yep. And then what they, what they are looking at uh, is – you can have, you know, if you have an equity interest, a, a stock, a security share, partnership interest, uh, you know, an interest in the LLC, a membership interest, uh, a participation right uh, or the equivalent. You could be appointed the CEO of the company. Mike, and then me- they, could, they could basically go there and say, oh, but here's what we can find uh, that this person is involved in. And so the whole company could be part of that. Now I'm I'm staying on the company part to begin with. I'll get to the individual section in a minute. But to give you an idea, these are the things that they are looking at. So they only want to work within these areas, which includes wireless local area networks, mobile networks, satellite payloads, satellite operations and control, cable access points, wireless access points. Core networking systems, long, short, and backhaul networks, edge computer platforms, internet hosting services, cloud-based or distributed computing and data storage, machine learning, predictive analytics, data science products, managed services, content delivery services, desktop applications, mobile applications, gaming applications, payment applications, web-based applications, artificial intelligence and machine learning, quantum key distribution, quantum communications, quantum computing, post-quantum cryptography, autonomous systems, advanced robotics, biotechnology, synthetic biology, computational biology, and e-commerce technology and services, including any electronic technique for accomplishing business transactions, online retail, Internet-enabled logistics, internet-enabled payment technology, and online marketplaces. Well, as long as it's so just those, words, as long as it's just those things, then I don't really. As long yeah, as it's those yeah, things, I, I mean, they missed a problem. few. They missed yeah. a few, but no, there's plenty of leeway there. I mean, as long as they they keep it. But to those I things. am, and as we know, the government always sticks to the parameters of the things that are written down exactly, in law. They exactly, never go outside exactly. of the law. I mean, just look at the yeah. Constitution. And I don't want to. I don't. Written, I don't want to get like you know outside the lambs of you know of just like realistic possibilities but mike if, if i could kind of summarize what you're saying like it almost kind of seems like like there's just like tiny subtle incremental creep into our invasion of privacy would you agree with that or oh, oh can, can, we, can we go through that list one more time by Do the way not go through that list one more time <laughs> <laughs> so mike not to uh to cut cut it cut you off but is I listened to a lot of people talk about this recently because when I when it first came across my radar, I wasn't all that um, alarmed by it. Aside from the fact that I heard that the government was trying to ban something, and I just have a knee jerk reaction that that's obviously the wrong way to go. The government should not be involved in banning anything, in my opinion. 
Um, but a lot of people are saying this is the Patriot Act for digital media, basically. Or this, this is the Patriot Act for the internet. It, it, this is why I thought when very, I saw it. a very good way of looking exactly at what it. Exactly. The, the bad thing here that really, really hits me is there's zero, basically, Congress is ceding control to the president. Yeah, that part's who then is going to appoint the Secretary of Commerce, and he's going to do all of this, okay, with no oversight. Yeah, that's the really only oversight up. he has will be a committee that he is allowed to appoint. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime, I mean, as, like I just said, anytime that the government has increased power is bad. Now they're going to focus that power into the hands of one person, which is, I mean, come on. We, we, haven't we learned our lesson with yep. that? Um, so do you know, so right now, Mike, this is in the Senate. Is it not at the House yet, or is there a separate bill that's in the House? There's well? the separate bill at the House is called the Data Act. Are the heroes that uh, we all know and love in the House that were recently elected are are they opposing this? Do you have you have any idea what the political well, see, wins this is are? The problem, uh, you know, Holly, uh, like, you know, he's basically on board with this. What you what you've got he's in the here Senate, is right? the perfect the perfect storm of Republicans and Democrats who have found something, you know, that they can kind of get both on, even though it's separate sides they're on. It comes out the same side of this bill. It's because they're all fucking authoritarians. It's it <laughs> fucking drives me crazy. Uh, anytime you get a Jesus. bipartisan bill, you definitely. Who do we have left? We have Rand Paul, and what, I'm guessing Thomas Massey is voting with Ron, Rand Paul in this. Rand Paul's yep. in the Senate. It's like, well, is well, there anyone luckily, else? Luckily, enough news has come out recently and, and over the last few days, and there's enough questions being asked. And honestly, there's enough people like uh, you two out there making this very well known that a lot of pushback is hitting Congress. And so that's, that's why uh, Lindsey Graham came out today and said, well, I don't support it. And he was basically, you know, I, I, who was, I think it was Jesse Waters actually said, well, you're a co-sponsor. Do you not even know what you're co-sponsoring now? Mm. So it's with the Senate right now. So if people wanted to do something like call their Senator or call their uh, representative in the house, uh, it's it's in both houses, so it's it's worth it to call both uh, your senator or your house of representatives. Uh, yes, person. Yes. Okay. Call them. Call them. Let them know what you feel about it. Uh, and and the main thing, if this was just, I mean, when I first heard about it, uh, and you know, I'm I'm not a fan of, of China or the CCP. So if it was just a straight out ban to TikTok, which then you run into constitutional issues. But if it was just a straight out ban to TikTok, I'd be like all for it. But what this is is a huge power grab. Right. It is. It it, it absolutely is the Patriot Act for our, our online activity, which they've been trying to do forever, is to create. Uh, yeah. Uh, the UK yep. is like so, full so blown down the road, farther down the road everywhere. But they're trying to create a digital identity. There's no more anonymity. 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 <laughs> Thank you. Yep. On on the internet is what they're trying to go for. No we must and, cleanse and the internet. If, if, if by chance you will ease the bugs. <laughs> yeah. If by chance you were to put a post out there on TikTok, you know, basically saying, uh, you know, COVID's a scam, you know, the shots don't work, you know, all the things that, uh, you know, were conspiracy theories that turned out to be true. If you were to put all of that out there, the Secretary of Commerce could basically 
demand that TikTok immediately take that down. So what they have done is instead of getting censorship through the back door, which they did before by working with these companies with all their, you know, uh, if you want to know the problem with today's companies, just look in the marketing departments. What you've got in marketing departments is a bunch of beta soy boys uh, running around who, you know, basically are, are whipped. And so they basically fall over themselves to, you know, make themselves look all woke. There's the and guy so, from Mississippi that we know. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. <laughs> but that's that's exactly what it is. And yep. so they come up with all of these great ideas and then they throw them up against the wall there. And the problem is some of it sticks and it's right. been doing that for years and years and years. I mean, if you remember 15 years ago, Republicans were the party of big business. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not anymore. The party of big business is now the Democrats. We spent a bunch of time today talking about that, that, you know, the the, we call it the 180 kind of shift that we've seen. Yeah. Is that, yep. is that when, you know, growing up, you know, coming from the left is, yeah, I hated the right because they were big business. They were pro military industrial complex. They were pro big pharma. They're pro, what, what, what we talked about today, Second Amendment rights. And uh, now you're seeing that shift. I think the only one that is <laughs> a little tricky and, and warrants a discussion would be the Second Amendment rights because I came around to guns eventually later. But it's, you know, now you're seeing the left is pro big pharma. It's pro big business narratives, you know, like the the narratives being forced by pro uh, corporate media establishments um, and now pro military, military industrial complex, you know, all supporting the war in Ukraine. No, we have spent billions and billions and billions of dollars on wars this entire century. Yeah. Last century and this century. And it has not stopped. Whenever a war stops, there is another that gets cranked up. Yeah, we have not not been at war for since before Vietnam, actually. I would say well, involved in between, before I would say before uh, the the Gulf War <clears throat> when we were in yeah. like high school, elementary school. Seven countries in five years. <laughs> well, Mike, hey, Mike, I appreciate right, you Mike. Uh, uh, reading well, let, into let that. Me, real, real quick, real quick. Two things that the, the last two things on here that really, really are trouble is in the miscellaneous section 15 they have. Number one is they're basically ignoring the U.S. code. Okay. And basically saying you cannot get any information on this. So they're basically saying that even if they were to catch you, they're not required to give you any information to defend yourself. Oh, yeah, that's Secondly, pretty interesting. Like, you're not allowed to use the uh, FISA court to um, find out what you're being accused of, where the information came from, right? Isn't that yep. what you're referring to? And, and they also are basically uh, saying that the any FOIA request – FOIA, that's they can not pick and choose what they give you. Yeah, so with the FOIA request, like, so you can get accused and convicted. You can have your 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 company shut down. You can be imprisoned and fined as a citizen. And there's nothing you can do about it through FOIA or anything else to try to find out how they 
convicted you. You're not allowed a trial. You're not allowed due process. Nothing. Basically, you have no rights. This is a yep. bill that's being passed to strip you of, of your rights, and it's in plain English in there, right? Yeah, well, it's. I'll, I'll read you the line right here. Except with respect to a civil penalty imposed pursuant to Section 9B of this Act, the functions exercised under this Act shall not be subject to Sections 551, 553, 559, 701 through 706 of Title V of the U.S. Code. So basically, that means that you, you're SOL if you get in trouble and need information. And SOL means shit out of luck, right? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Even even for somebody like Are you, you a lawyer? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't practice all your legal mumbo jumbo, but I just want to <laughs> clarify it for the listener. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Mike. Okay, we'll, okay, guys. Well, if there's ever anything else, please give me a call. We'll do. Thanks. We'll do, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate brother. it. All right. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Well, that was stimulating and both informative. It was indeed. We should do more of that. We should. Buy it, use it, break it, fix it, trash it, change it, melt it, grade it, draw it, point it, zoom it, press it, snap it, work it, quit, erase it, write it, get it, paste it, save 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 it, save